This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where we talk about the business of being a safety consultant, talk about OSHA compliance, talk about EHS stuff, a whole bunch of things, right? Thank you so much for being part of this wonderful show. I've come and just really enjoyed our time together throughout these years we've been at it. Over 200 episodes. If you have not subscribed to this podcast to join the ride, then go ahead and do that right now. It'll be fun. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's hitting that subscribe button. <laughs> yes. And speaking of that, let's go ahead and tell you who has been hitting those subscribe buttons and the uh, listening. So right now, as we're on, let's see, the week of February 1st. That's where we are currently right now, February 1st. So I just want to at least tell everybody just happy um, happy Black History Month for the U.S. And that's actually going to be uh, today's episode. I'm going to talk a little bit about some demographic stuff. I'm one of those demographic nerds and I came upon this one. I was going to do an episode with Dr. Jay Allen this week, but I'm going to save it for next week because I want to do it justice. Give it to do. Let you guys know it's coming so you'll be ready. Be prepped because next Wednesday, Dr. Jay Allen is returning to the show. Uh, it's going to be a two-parter. And you want to do that and listen to that. And make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast so you're going to get an alert letting you know when each episode comes out or drops. All right. Oh, maybe when, uh, whenever I say drop, I should do one of these things. You know, it's just like uh, whenever it, the, the, whenever the new episode drops. That's what I need. That's like epic, isn't it? All right. So speaking of people listening to the podcast, I'd like to thank you in the New Zealand on Apple podcast in the government section. I am actually number 237 up one rank. Thank you in New Zealand. In Finland. I am up one as well, 209. Thank you. In Finland, you guys have been awesome. So New Zealand. Yeah, Finland. Thank you. Nigeria in the government section for podcasts. I am number 48 up two. You rock. That is so awesome. Thank you. So looking at chartable.com, that's what I'm using as my reference point over here. Out of all podcasts in Canada, I am 
10,268 uh, out of all podcasts in the U.S. I am 8,792. See, I'm a statistic geek. Today we're going to do some statistic geeking. Uh, let's get to some of the fun numbers. Uh, globally under government reach on the chartable, I am actually in the um, 130, like literally 130. And on chartables, government for reach, I guess government reach, whatever that means, I am 110. Yes. Oh, you guys, I really, really love numbers, and I really, really, really appreciate you for uh, listening. Yeah, that's how we get demographics. It's not just numbers. It's you. You actually taking the time listening to me, getting some uh, some words of wisdom. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for all the the, the love, the care, the assistance, the help. I'm down down with it uh globally my podcast is the uh, canada you're in there globally nigeria singapore spain portugal uk australia egypt south africa brazil india aruba bahamas cyprus germany united arab emirates malta norway philippines pakistan and Saudi Arabia, thank you all for listening. Share this podcast with a friend. Let's see if you can get your number for your country up. Get you up there, get you higher, get some more people listening. Share this one with a buddy. But thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. So let's get into uh, what I was going to say and, and really just kind of go over a little. And um, in the U.S., February is, is designated Black History Month, and uh, you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of things and events with uh, commemorations and um, honoring uh, just greats in the community. I am actually going to do a little bit of uh, some demographic stuff like I did before, just now. And what I'm going to look for is uh, specifically two things. One is going to be uh, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics on the U.S. And it's going to be the fatality data. And I'm going to break that one down by ethnicity. And then I'm also going to be looking at the statistics for... Uh, people who call themselves health and safety officers or have the titles, not call yourself, you have that title from work. Goodness. What is wrong with me? Not like everyone's going around giving yourself titles. I am now king of New York. Okay, now. <laughs> All right. And so let's see. I am going to start with, um, let's start with, uh, let's start with the stuff that, that means the most, right? Let's look at this, the fatality. And this one was shocking to me, and I'm, I'm constantly looking at the U.S. data for this every year when it comes out. And uh, one of the things that I noticed this year was 
um, just looking at this data, and it's coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics.gov, and the latest, or at least the most recent data, as released from December 16th, 2022. And this is going to give us 2021 data. So the data that I'm seeing here, uh, it's saying that it says key findings for 2021 census of fatality occupational injuries. And it says the share of black or African-American workers fatally injured on a job reached an all-time high in 2021, increasing from 11.4% of total fatalities in 2020 to 12.6% of total fatalities in 2021. Death for this group climbed to 653 in 2021, from 541 in 2020, a 20.7% increase. The fatality rate for this group increased from 3.5 in 2020 to 4.0 per 100,000 full-time equivalent workers in 2021. So therefore, looking at this information, you're looking and um, your mind should be thinking the same thing mine is, is um, they have identified, and the Bureau, Bureau of Labor Statistics are getting their numbers from uh, the Occupational Safety and Health you know, for the U.S. That agency is responsible for making sure when workers' injuries happen that it gets recorded in their system. So that data that goes over to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they take out that data on a yearly basis and they make it so it's available for us to see what's happening. So that's where we're getting this data from. There's a lot of things here that, you know, we're L data, like data, you're gonna need context. So it leads you to believe, is there a specific industry that uh, people who are classified as uh, black or African-American, uh, are they gravitating towards certain industries that are more hazardous than not? Uh, that might be uh, one of the thought processes for that one. Uh, the other thing that you could be thinking about is the, uh, very literally, uh, you could be thinking about uh, just the, the sheer numbers in the workforce. So as you're getting more exposure, uh, then at that point, you're having a higher, up, um, there's a higher likelihood that there's going to be an event and therefore it could be a reflection of that uh, we're not sure uh, well i'm not sure I'm, I'm not digging into the numbers enough for context sake but i'm just looking at the numbers to see wow uh, at least the hazard has been identified or at least the condition has been identified and uh, and that is going to build awareness so awareness may end up getting into some sort of campaign or, or something that could be uh, used to deliver a message. And that message could, you know, maybe end up being some sort of uh, marketing or strategy campaign that could target uh, uh, black or African-American workers in the workplace. And again, you could do that with any ethnic group especially if you've identified that there's a rise uh, and then you're going to have to start thinking about uh, gender if there is um, something that you should be looking for to attract 
uh, more awareness for uh, certain genders or binary, non-binary individuals? Are you also going to be thinking about uh, what is going to be the message for each generation? And when I say generations, I'm thinking uh, by, uh, baby boomers versus Gen Xers versus millennials versus any of the, uh, I guess, the Gen Zs. Uh, not versus in adversarial way. I'm just saying versus as meaning opposed to. Uh, so as a reference point. So there's a lot of things in the messaging that you'll have to get you know, worked out when you want to target a specific unit or a specific group. But uh, that's one thing to look for. Now, when I scroll down, I'm looking at the same um, data and it says black or African-American workers as well as Hispanic or Latino workers had fatality rates 4.0 and 4.5 per every 100,000 FTE workers respectively in 2021. That was higher than all worker rates of 3.6. Transportation incidents were the highest causes of fatalities within both of these groups. And then they give an actual number, 267 for black African-American workers, 383 for Hispanic or Latino workers. The second highest cause, let's tell me that the number somewhere is going to flip if, uh, well, it depends on, uh, on who is actually the highest rate. So let me, let me reserve my thought there. Let's see, the next one says, the second highest cause of fatalities to black or African-American workers were injuries due to violence and other injuries per person or animals, and that's 155, whereas Hispanic Latino workers uh, fall slip to slips, trips and falls is 272 as being the second highest cause. Almost a quarter of black and African-American workplace fatalities, and they give it as 23.7%, are a result of violence or other injuries by persons or animals, as opposed to 14.7% for all workers. Hmm, very interesting. So um, if you are, again, looking at this, it's going to be that BLS study, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They do a lot of studies related to uh, demographic breakdown in the U.S. Um, market. Some people use this information and they try to uh, figure out hazards, identify them to its fullest capacity, and then find a way to quantify them uh, to to kind of uh, get your hazards, uh, your control for each one of those hazards. All right, so the second thing I told you that I was going to look at, so let's go ahead and uh, well, we're going to uh, switch our thought. All right, so we're going to switch our thought and let's go to salaries. So health and safety officers, let's see what that one is. Uh, this is coming from Zipia, Z-I-P-P-I-A, Zipia.com. They have really good statistics and research related to careers and uh, jobs, and uh, they take some data from different sources. So here's how they do their research. Here's how I'm going to give you guys their research methodology. Uh, they say using a database of 30 million profiles, Zipia, uh, 
estimates demographics and statistics for safety and health officers in the U.S. Our estimates are verified against BLS census and current job opening data is for accuracy. After extensive research and analysis, Zipia's data scientists found that, and this is going to be the data we'll talk about. Uh, so again, that's going to be on zippia.com. I'm looking at the health and safety officer demographics and statistics in the U.S. Uh, a lot of people, when you're into marketing, you're going to use this data, this information to kind of get you a good idea of not only uh, what they call your customer avatar, but then also uh, how you should word things because these are the people that are most likely going to hear your message. So it's telling me that in the U.S. right now, there's 24,675 health and safety officers, uh, 20% are women, 79.7% are men, average age is 47 years old, not bad, uh, let's see, most common ethnicities for health and safety officers is white, 67.9, followed by Hispanic, 14%, black or African American, 10.6%, and Asian, 4.5%. Hmm, look at this. Uh, in 2021, women earned 90% of what men earned. That's very interesting. Uh, many industries that that gap if you would of wage is a lot wider uh, so in the safety and health field it's actually uh, fairly close uh, that's that's actually interesting i wonder what does that say about uh, equity in our field uh, let's see let's go on uh, 10 percent of all health and safety officers are lgbt uh, health and safety officers are 57% more likely to work at private companies in comparison to public companies. Hmm. You guys might hear that a lot today. Hmm. <laughs> That's me. So then when I scroll down, they actually um, do some demographics and they show you stuff. And uh, one of the things, they, they show an infographic that says... Uh, women earn 90 cents for every one dollar earned by men and again it's not right that it's not dollar for dollar however it's a lot closer than some other industries out there uh, as far as the demographics they go back to 2010 to 2019 that's the data range that i'm looking at and they kind of show uh, what the makeup of the market is for gender over time and it looks like the gender uh, war was starting to win where you're starting to see more and more women entering the field in 2020, uh, excuse me, 2014, working up to 2017. And then all of a sudden at 2018 and 2019, it just dropped off. Uh, I don't know why that those two years are, because if you attribute the pandemic years as being 2020, uh, well, 2019, 2020, right? Uh, well, actually, more 2021 in, in the U.S., if we're thinking U.S. numbers, right? So I don't know what happened then in 2018, 2019, that the job market just shot up male versus female. So that's unique. So I don't know if that's even worth like trying to figure out, but that's in here. 
So looking again at the demographics for health and safety officers by statistics, uh, again, the largest ethnic group is going to be uh, Hispanic or Latino by 14%, Black by 10.6, Asian by 4.5, Unknown 2.1, American Indian and Alaskan Native at 0.9. There's a chart in here that has been baffling me. So um, I'm not showing this online like I normally do. But again, it's Zipia.com and it's the health and safety officer. And uh, I'm scrolling pretty far down. And the chart that I'm on is a chart that says health and safety officer race and ethnicity over time. And it's a line graph. And uh, on one axis, you're just seeing the percentage of workers and then on the other axis is going over a period of years. It is dead static. I mean, like within five points and it hasn't moved much. So, uh, so the ethnicity and race is white. That is the highest at uh, 68 to 70%. And it's really static. And then the next bunch of ethnicities are within the 5% to maybe the 15% range and again it is dead static like like a flat line if you were to see that in a hospital when you're standing by a buddy you're going to be calling the nurses and say hey come on get get that card out here uh, i'm talking that kind of flat line right <laughs> so therefore uh, what's that telling me is uh, when someone leaves the position, someone that looks like the person that left that position is getting hired back. Uh, so that's why those lines would be static. If you're thinking diversity, then a line like that over time, you're going to start seeing a bend towards 50% uh, from both sides. So therefore, if everyone's in the 50% mark, that's complete diversity, right? So you wouldn't see a 70% and a 10%. Uh, so that's that's why this one was baffling me. Let's see, so maybe that's my Black History Month uh, tie-in. But another one that's baffling me is uh, salary. And uh, so this is really wild because... Honestly, when you start thinking of this, um, the conversation automatically goes into race. And then if you're thinking race, you're thinking there's a negative connotation to it, you know, uh, where it's just you know, truly it's a demographic. That's why they call it that. It's, it's not a, a deemed marker of anything other than uh, a note or, or a, a box, if you would. It's not giving any kind of... Um, inference to to that and uh, neither do i so i just want to say that the wage cap by race uh looks like they give an average for white as fifty-eight thousand, and average for black would be fifty-five thousand. and average for asian category is sixty-three thousand. and an average for hispanic category is fifty-three thousand excuse me the asian category is sixty three thousand so hopefully you got that one right you know what i don't know their qualification for asian i don't know uh, uh how 
uh, specific of a region they're thinking here. So again, that's not me knowing the data set or the source for that, uh, but it, it leads me to believe that uh, chances are there's some sort of a uh, big uh, issue and that might lead us to the education value because a little bit later on the same data set shows us that uh, people with a master's degree uh, they're going to average in our field at 62,000 people with a bachelor's degree in our field is 60,000 those with some college or associate is 52 and then those with a high school diploma or less is 51. So the conversation that I always have with people and they always say to me is, uh, should I get my safety designation or should it, uh, I just go and get a degree? And I, I get people who give me flack about saying uh, that degrees always, always, always outshines or outperforms designations. Here is the data right here. So imagine someone who does not have a degree, but they have a high school diploma and they have a safety designation. Uh, they're gonna start out, or they're gonna average out, excuse me, at $51,000 in the field. Whereas someone who could go through a, a bachelor's degree and get a, a degree and come out and get into the safety world, they'll start at $60,000. And someone who comes into the safety world with a master's is 62. Now there's some debate there as to why is there only a $2,000 difference between a bachelor's and a master's. I can see that. <laughs> and then why don't they have anything listed here for doctors and doctorate? I can see that as well. Maybe that's just such a rarity that they don't even list it in here. Uh, but at least the, the designation versus degree conversation, uh, I don't honestly there's there's if you have the means to do it and you have the ability to do it it really is going to be uh more more suited that you're going to go ahead and get yourself an actual you know degree designation it's good to have though if you can't get yourself a degree all right so i i gave you guys a geek dot enough on this i just want to at least let you guys know that um i am here for you I got two things coming up. Uh, one is going to be me and working with uh, Stan Smiley, who is uh, a certified H2S master trainer. And uh, we're going to be doing an event together, but I'm actually just hosting the event and I'm going to be a student. Uh, so you're going to want to go to viewstub.com forward slash h H2S, the number two H2S, like hydrogen sulfide H2S, IDC. And IDC stands for Indust uh, Instructor Development Course. So again, you want to go to viewstub.com forward slash H2S IDC. When you get there, you're going to get the information needed for this online train the trainer course. So you're gonna be able to get out of this course, not only a certificate, get your continuing, well, contact hours, and then you're also gonna be able to train your people. You'll be authorized enough, uh, know the information needed to be some person training your people. So you're gonna get everything you need to be a trainer. Then the other thing that I'm gonna be doing is OSHA record keeping time. 
So we are in that OSHA record keeping time right now in the U.S. So right now, if you are the one who's responsible for that and you need some help, go to primuswebinar.com. So primuswebinar.com. And you are going to, uh, to go ahead and sign up for the OSHA record keeping session I'm doing. So we're going to go over 1904, which is the OSHA record keeping rule. And then we're also going to go over the compliance letters for record keeping and then some of the other things related to record keeping. So we're going to do all of that. I mean, like truly going to get into the record keeping. We're going to understand that in such a good way. And then after that, we're not going to stop there. You're actually going to go ahead and pull out your records. And the workshop part is when you are going to make sure you do your record keeping. And I'm going to be there to help you get this stuff done. You're going to be able to tell your bosses that I am not only doing an actual um, seminar, webinar, event, but I'm doing a workshop and getting some work done. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's exactly what you can say to your boss, right? So go ahead and go to primuswebinar.com and sign up for the OSHA record keeping class right now. Gonna be February 13th. We're gonna do 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to noon Eastern Standard Time. And you're also going to be able to do your own records during the event. So win-win, right? All right, so glad that you guys were able to hang out with me. Uh, please enjoy this start of Black History Month. Uh, hopefully you'll get to learn uh, some good information this month as you get to see more and more events and uh, things that are going to uh, highlight the culture. But go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus. 